Welcome to the Let the Warfighter Fight ITAS podcast series hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. ITAS, also known as Enterprise IT as a Service, allows defense agencies to more focus on the warfighter by outsourcing IT services to commercial companies in an effort to increase user efficiencies, effectiveness, and standardized network services across their entire base. And today is part three of this podcast series, where we speak with Chris Everich, who is an enterprise architect at Verizon, about what the DOD's move to the cloud will mean for compute and store aspects of ITAS at military bases, and much more. And Chris, thanks for joining us today. Hi, you're welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Chris, well, the DOD is certainly focused and has been focused on moving to the cloud. And can you tell us about what workloads that the DOD is currently moving to the cloud today? Sure. We've seen wide-scale adoption of non-mission essential workloads moving to the cloud. Essentially, those are UC uh, services and other collaboration services. These are easy services to move to the cloud with relatively low risk, but they do depend greatly upon the power of the network behind the cloud. As far as mission essential workloads, in most cases, those are still being kept on site for security reasons. Okay, great. And that's actually a perfect segue into my next question, which is how can the DOD leverage the power of networks and integrate them with compute and storage? So now more than ever, the performance of the network, and in particular the wide area network, is crucial to the focus on the cloud. Without a high-speed, well-performing network with very low latency, with resiliency and redundancy, the movement to the cloud won't really be successful. Users simply won't tolerate a lot of delay in their real-time applications. So it's that concentration on the network and making the network performance superior is what's critical to this movement to the cloud. Okay, great. And if you don't mind, tell us about how does AI and machine learning or orchestrate workloads and what benefit does this offer to the military? Well, along with the movement to the cloud and the importance of the network, we're seeing wide-scale adoption now of orchestration services where it's not just the cloud and the workloads in the cloud that become an area of concern, but it's also the network and the network performance. So from an artificial intelligence machine learning perspective, easy examples from machine learning, orchestration services, they become predictive in nature. So they can anticipate when new workloads need to be spun up. And at the same time, as a new workload is spun up, the network itself can bring in additional bandwidth to handle the throughput there. And then we layer on top of that artificial intelligence. And we're already seeing usage in artificial intelligence to detect anomalies. So the AI programs out there will look at what's happening with the network, what's happening with the workloads. They'll recognize anomalies. And the anomaly actually could represent a threat. So there's a significant benefit there to automated threat detection. Okay, great. And thanks for talking about security, because that plays very well into my next question. And if you don't mind, tell us about how the compute and storage activities with ITAST will be kept secure. Certainly AI is a big part of it, but I'm sure there's other aspects too, right? There are other aspects. As the cloud, and especially the government-credited clouds become more and more secure, 
technical people are becoming more comfortable with putting material up there. But in some circumstances, there will always be what one might call an agency-unique environment. Many DOD organizations, for reasons of security, privacy, will always keep part of their compute and storage activities on-site. Yet, once again, access to those on-site resources from other areas will depend strongly on a wide area network but again that's resilient and scalable okay great and for our final question is how do you see this technology being used in the future we're seeing again under the itas umbrella we're now seeing people no longer look at compute and storage as an entity servers as an entity, hypervisors and applications as an entity. Through orchestration services, we're seeing all of these technologies come together and we're able now to program them in a defined and scalable way to meet the many of the challenges we're looking at today. That's great. And this concludes this episode of the Let the Warfighter Fight ITAS podcast series hosted on Government Technology Insider. And as you heard, today was part three of this podcast series where we spoke with Chris Everich, who's an enterprise architect at Verizon, about what the DOD's move to the cloud will mean for compute and store aspects of ITAS at military bases and much more. And please stay tuned for further episodes of the Let the Warfighter Fight ITAS podcast series hosted exclusively on Government Technology Insider. And Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you.